Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn Gregory, and you're on Gut Plus Science. You're in for a fast-paced, storytelling, action-item-rich leadership growth experience. I hope you make this podcast a habit. I consider it a leadership mentoring tool. Learning together makes us better together, and that is how we change the world around us. Let's get to it. Hey, Gut Plus Science listeners, it's Nikki, and today's episode is a special series with my friend Renee Smith. It's called To Work With Love. I believe that loving leaders transform workplaces and create work experiences that are meaning-filled. Renee fights against fear-based leadership and helps us learn how to lead with love and do it in such an empowering way. You're going to love this episode. Renee, take it away. Hey there, it's Renee from A Human Workplace here to talk about love and hard times. Now, if you've been listening to my previous episodes, you now understand why it's critically important for leaders and teams to work to decrease fear in the workplace. You know that toxic fear causes people to go into a fight, flight, freeze, appease mode. That toxic fear causes people to hesitate, to fold up inside and withdraw from their team, maybe to only give the bare minimum to get by, to avoid taking risks or sharing new ideas. You know that toxic fear also causes people to quit jobs and take their knowledge and talents to your competition. The toxic fear causes health problems and absenteeism and unproductive conflicts. You understand that fear is not a good way to lead or to team and that if we shrink fear, we need to replace it with something better. And that something is love. Loving experiences bring out the very best in people. When we feel loved, performance improves. That's when we feel the energy that uplifts and connects in actions like respect and trust or kindness and challenge or appreciation and belonging or compassion. When we experience these forms of love at work, performance improves. Loving teams and leaders encourage more problem-solving, creativity, loyalty, commitment, and engagement. When we love each other, we work better together. And if you've been listening, you understand this. And if you're jumping into the middle of this series, welcome. And be sure to go back to the beginning and listen to all the other episodes to get this context and get grounded in these fundamentals. Today, I want to talk to you about a very particular kind of loving experience that team members can have with each other. It's an experience that is life-changing for those involved. And that surfaced in my research when I interview people about their experiences of love and fear at work. This kind of experience can create waves of positive impact to families and into communities too. This experience is the love that we offer to each other in hard times. Now, hard times come to everyone. In my own life, I faced the death of loved ones, the serious disabling injury of my first husband, challenges with my teenagers, and divorce. Maybe you've had these types of experiences in your life too. What I know to be true is eventually we all do. These losses and struggles are part of the human experience. When we are in our darkest and most difficult times, I have sure found that the compassion and understanding of those around us can make all the difference in how we weather the storm and really in the health that we can have personally and the health of our families too. Now, in traditional organizations, too often, whatever that is that's going on in your family or in your personal life is like of no interest to us. And too often, managers will tell employees, I want you to leave home at home and work at work and 
I don't want to know anything about your personal life. Just keep it to yourself and come on in and do your job. I expect you to be professional. And here's what I know, though, that when a person is facing a serious crisis of the type that we're talking about today, one of these really hard moments, that it can trigger serious fear that they have to hide themselves and what's happening in their lives if they're expected to sort of keep that all to themselves and suppress that and not talk to their colleagues about what's going on. When a situation is particularly devastating, this can be extremely hard. In fact, people often experience this request to sort of leave home at home and work at work as a betrayal of their humanity, because it's just not possible to pretend that these things aren't happening. And it's actually really dehumanizing to expect to disassociate ourselves from those experiences and our feelings about them. Now, sometimes people in workplaces are concerned that if we open the door a crack to someone's hard times, that they're going to just swamp the workplace with their emotions and challenges. But what I've discovered in my research and talking to people about these moments in their lives is that they actually didn't want to be that person, that mostly they described wanting to just know that someone understood essentially what was happening, not even necessarily the details, but that they would be known and held with compassion and grace as they faced this difficult circumstance. They wanted to know that somebody understood if they needed to come in a little bit late or leave a little bit early for a doctor's appointment or to see a lawyer, or that if they just weren't themselves, that there would be understanding and support. When we offer this kind of support to each other during these kinds of crises, the supportive care creates a sense of security that we're not alone in the world in these darkest of times. The person impacted learns that they're not alone. And here's the thing, everybody else does too. And it creates a sense of trust and again, fundamental security. Now it's true that we are at work to work for sure. And sometimes in the short term, supporting people through these hard times can impact our work. But in the long term, the benefits are clear loyalty, workforce stability, trust that leads to higher performance, and having just a positive reputation as a recommended employer. All of those and other benefits can come when we create this kind of supporting environment through the hard times. I shared a story on the Gut Plus Science podcast when I talked with Nikki a few months ago, and I'm going to share it again now just briefly. We had this kind of experience on our team over the last year and a half or so, where we had the opportunity to accompany one of our team members, Rick, through one of the greatest losses and sorrows of his life, the death of his wife. And that ongoing support made a difference in Rick's healing process over the last year. He's talked about how it helped him accelerate his healing process, and not that he'll ever fully recover from losing Rebecca, but it really helped to advance his healing and helped him to not have to sort of push things down when they came up, but be able to name what was happening and be supported to move through his healing process day by day, week by week. And being there with Rick, accompanying Rick in that way bonded us as a team as well. We surrounded him with love and it changed us as a team. And it changed each of us individually too, as we had the privilege of being with him in that and frankly, of learning from him about that journey. I truly believe our fundamental purpose as humans is to rediscover ourselves and how to love, how to embody the energy that uplifts and connects, how to receive that love 
that uplifts and connects and how to bring that love to every area of our lives, including to our work teams. That love can take many forms across a lot of different relationships and places in our lives. So certainly in our closest personal relationships with our neighbors, perhaps, even in our casual interactions with our classmates or with strangers and with our team members too. Now, what this looks like for each of us will be unique. Not everybody wants to engage in the same way. And so the work of learning to love each other begins with knowing each other and then respecting those preferences and differences and learning to honor them. Some just want a quiet word or a note of acknowledgement about a special event or an achievement. While others might prefer music and confetti in those special times, some will want a one-on-one conversation. Others will want a collective group moment of support during a difficult time. And so we just need to understand those differences and provide that support in a way that makes sense to each person. When we do that, we can really meet each other and bring love in the best way for that person and accompany each other in those hard times and in the good times too. We've talked over the last few months about the fundamentals of creating a more loving human workplace, and it's been a delight. And we've talked about what love at work means and why it's so critically important for people and for performance and what we can do as leaders and as team members and today in these hard times. But now I want to preview with you what we're going to explore on the podcast in 2024. So we believe it's critically important that love not only be part of how we relate to each other day to day in what we call these moments that matter, but that we also systematically embed love in the formal structures of our organization. A human workplace has a loving organizational framework, and I'm going to take you through it step by step in 2024, just as we do with our clients. You'll learn about each component of that framework, and more importantly, you'll learn how to embed love in that component of operations. I'll also share questions from our assessment for you to reflect on, and you'll have actionable takeaways for operating with love in your workplace. I can't wait to get started in 2024. I'm so glad you've joined me today. If you'd like to connect and learn how to work with love, message me on LinkedIn or visit my website, makeworkmorehuman.com. There you can learn more about how my team and I help leaders and teams operationalize love and humanity in moments that matter, and in formal structures. And you can find a link below to our Thrive Assessment to learn more about how to help your team members to thrive. Until next time, go put love at the center of your work today. We just left the world a little bit better. Now, go do something with it.